is the Better Life, Better Work show, and I'm your host, Allison Crow. I'm an intuitive life and business coach here to help you create better life and better work. I help super successful people, you know, the recovering overachievers, put the soul back in their lives, and I help soulful people create success. On this show, topics range from the mystic to the logistic, and our content will support your being and your doing while on your path to create better life and better work. More is not better. Better is better. What's up, soulful people, homeboys, and mofos? Hey, uh, this is episode 116 of the Better Life, Better Work show. Welcome to this week's episode. We are recording live today on Facebook and will be published on your favorite podcast listening device. For those of you who don't really want to see my face or you might want to do two things at once while you listen to this, um, we will be published on Sunday on your favorite podcast episode. And here's what we're talking about today. So on my plan right? Because I have a plan for my podcast. On my plan is my, like, I don't know, three ways to be a soulful CEO. (laughs) Ah, ah. But see, my plan wears pantyhose. My plan is awesome. No offense to my plan maker. But my plan wears pantyhose. And uh, if you know me, I live in Texas and I don't wear no fucking pantyhose. So um, I want to share with you another behind the scenes. Actually, this is real-time live processing of business frothing. So last week's episode was about drama and frothing. And um, as I'm sitting here, <coughs> excuse me, sitting here this morning on my third cup of coffee, Allison never has a third cup of coffee. But it's so delicious today. As I'm sitting here, knowing that I have one coaching session on my calendar today with a client, with a mastermind client, and I have a longer appointment with my book writing coach, and I also have a podcast to record. So I have two bits of content to create, one for the public and one for my own processing and this morning, I have I have on my calendar every morning to walk, walk my dogs. And I've been working on getting longer at that. And then I have my writing practice. And I've done a little bit of writing. It has not been performance writing, but just fleshing out. And so as I'm sitting here, and today is the day I work with my book coach on putting together like the main theme and, and topics of and the big ideas of my book, I get really overwhelmed. And so I start researching and I start doing a thousand other things versus just taking the next step. And I I noticed as I'm sitting here thinking about what am I what do I want to talk about on my podcast? And what what are my book things? And maybe I should get somebody else's opinion. And oh let me go over to Twitter and tweet. Let me try to let me teach myself this morning. Pardon me, you guys. This morning, how to do Instagram Reels. Seriously, Allison, could you be avoiding taking the next step? So that's the first thing I want to make actionable for you. I want to pause right now before I go any deeper. And I want to ask you, 
Are you avoiding taking the next step? Are you avoiding taking the next step by listening to this instead of doing your do? <laughs> right? And um, yeah, so what was funny is this morning, I, I knew that in the past I had written a post about specifically getting feedback from my audience and my clients and the people who follow me and have followed my content over the years, what they thought, what they saw um, as a topic of a book that I would write. And so I did this search for that on social media and I found an old post and I shared it. And not long after that, oh, I know what I did. I went to, so I actually, the other thing I did this morning on the list of things that I was doing to avoid taking the next step was I went to the list of all my podcasts. And even though we're on episode number 16, I think we're technically have been 127 episodes. And so I went to go look at this list and see what the themes were in the list of the podcast. And sure enough, I came to one called our, you might be frothing if. And so I saw this little doodle that I drew called overthinking never solved the problem. It was just a sneaky excuse to not take the first next step. Well, hell mofos. I caught myself in my own teaching. And so this is, I'm going to just a quick little love note. There's a nervous system response I call frothing. We talked about it last week on the podcast. It's when subconscious, it's subconsciously easier to feel a familiar discomfort than an unfamiliar one. Frothing can show up as overthinking, drama, doubt, overwhelm, underperforming, tired when you're fully rested, getting ready to get ready, ding, 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 procrastination, ding, 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 perfectionist stalling, ding, 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 ding. Those are the three I did this morning. And more. All these things feel way more comfortable to the nervous system than going a level deeper and feeling the new discomfort of taking the next right step. If you don't know the next right step, I teach my clients to know their three, three go-to outer work steps that will move them forward every single time. They can be generic, but are usually front client facing, not behind the scenes work. And so it's not that you have to take these three steps, but if you take one of these three, it tends to move you forward. And the reason it is client and front facing is because behind the scenes work ends up back in procrastination, perfection, um, overthinking, right? And so when I, I thought it was perfect this morning and here I am working on content for the podcast and working on content for the book plan and I find myself frothing and sure enough, my three are going live face-to-face or voice-to-voice connection with a current or prospective client or with my audience, show up at an in-person event and connect with humans, not an option during COVID. Um... And I just need to choose one of those. So I thought it was perfect because I'm recording my podcast. So here I am with you sharing this live, real time, going from froth to focus. Maybe that would be a good name. Going from froth to focus. So that you're not stuck anymore. 
and the soulful way to do it. So the other thing I was thinking about, I'm going to combine these. My, I have a client that did the 75 hard. Have any of you done the 75 hard? I have no intention of doing the 75 hard, <laughs> at least not right now. And I like that the 75 hard is, if you look it up, it's a, it's a mental toughness challenge. And that feels very strong and very masculine. And from, from what I've looked into, which is not very much, this guy is just like, really in your face, mental toughness, mental toughness. And there's a version of me that finds some of that appealing, but then there's a version of me that wants to vomit. And so I started thinking about, instead of doing somebody else's plan, what's my own plan? And and really contemplating my, my own coaching questions that would serve me plus listening to the coaching questions of my mastermind coach and my book coach. Um, one of them is, what is the kind of person I want to be regarding my daily practices? <laughs> what is the kind of person I want to be when I start overwhelmed and overthinking? Um, one of the questions I've been asking myself is, what are my own mental challenges to overcome? And how can I distinguish those from obligations or comparison mental challenges, like where I think I should be a certain way, but it really doesn't align or resonate with me? Um, and then combining that with a concept from my book writing coach called the compassionate mind. And yesterday we were in our writing exercises, it, we were supposed to write a gift from our compassionate mind. The exercise talks about these moments when we're overthinking, when we don't feel like doing the work that we need to do. And the instruction is to write a letter as your compassionate self to this part of you. And so it's funny, we wrote that just yesterday. And today I sat down all in my jumbly, frothy brain. And this is what this is what I wrote yesterday, unfiltered. I haven't even reread it today, but I wanted to read it to you. Dear Allison, meet me in the street. Let's go for a walk. I know you don't feel much like it today, and I know that life or the air of living it some days feels heavy. I'm here to remind you that I love you, and you know that a good walk will shift everything. Your feet on the ground and your heart begins to pump that glorious music in your expensive earbuds and your supportive ASICs taking one step at a time. You can bring the dog or not, or you can go an old familiar path or a brand new one. Let's just take one step at a time together. Feel the heat on the back of your neck and in the back of your hair. Straighten that spine, maybe a sun salutation to get the juices flowing and your body aligned. Movement creates energy and it doesn't have to be fancy. It just has to be you gently coming with me. Say it with me. I love myself and so I walk. I love myself and so I write. I love myself and so I create. 
I love myself and so I drink water or wine. I love myself and so I move gently and lovingly towards the day I want to create. Remember who you are. Remember who you came to be. You are not a muggle. You're in fact a witch of the highest order, capable and able to conjure and create. Check your thoughts, your doubt, and feel what needs to be felt. And then let's walk and let's write because that is what we came here to do. The words that stick out for me today are movement creates energy. And so movement with our physical bodies gets us out of your brilliant mind. Your brilliant mind is obviously the thing that brings you forward, but it's also the thing that can hold you back. And so as I think about this podcast, really just processing out loud, I'm already in a different state because I decided to go live, talk to you guys and share one of my soulful processes, right? So like the plan says, oh, tell people three soulful things about being a soulful CEO, Well, this is how I treat myself behind the scenes. I go to my fierce, grace, compassionate mind, not an abusive mind. For me, mental toughness doesn't resonate. I want to be strong. I want to have mental fortitude. I want to have sacred discipline. I want to um, I want to have awareness and learning, and I want to move forward. <laughs> um, and I know that movement, when I'm in my head, when I'm overwhelmed, when my nervous system is riled up for whatever reason, that coming back to my body and moving, making a move. And so just by hitting the go live button, just by sharing this with you, I already feel dropped in to a newer state. The other thing that I think is coming up about this book and somebody from last year, somebody from last year called me on it too. Um, Let me see what her quote was real quick. Thank you for um, your patience while I look at this. It was so funny. Um, So I... Her post, my, I had done this post um, earlier this year. It, it was March 6th, so it wasn't, oh, Allison, <laughs> it wasn't that long ago. And I had people that wrote all sorts of things. I guess I'm not able to access it without searching in it, and I don't want to wait, waste the time doing that here with you today. But uh, uh, clients, colleagues, past friends had written their ideas and helped reflect back these certain themes. And this one person said, I have a feeling you're doing all this to avoid taking the first step. And it was true. It was true. And so what I want you to know, I actually shared with one of my uh, private clients this weekend, not this weekend, this week. She has been in business for five years and she got a really big tax bill this year. And was freaking out a little bit about it. And she was um, talking about asking me, like, what could she do to raise her vibes? And I sent her a message back that said, this is not a woo situation. This is not an energy or vibe situation. A lot of times it is. But this is not. This is a systems 
situation. And so while I know that we can meditate and we can go within, those are absolutely soulful things to do. But at some point, (laughs) at some point, we can use those in a really passive way to avoid making a mistake. We can use the universe, we can use prayer, we can use waiting on a sign to avoid moving forward. It's a tricky little thing. Now, here's the deal. You know, you know, you know if you're just frothing or you know if you really need to be sitting and listening, okay? So I'm not the one to tell you. I'm just the one to remind you to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Um, So this morning, I know that my answer is not, oh, I need to go outside and listen and da-da-da. No, I need to take the first step. and. I realized what I was afraid of is I was afraid of doing it wrong or I was afraid of not liking what I do. And so we have to give ourselves permission to make a mistake. And this was my client too. I told her, I said, I would so rather you. She was starting to regret like, I didn't set up this business account and I didn't do this and I didn't do this and I've been in five years. And I said, do you know how many people I have coached that take all this time to set up systems? and never go get a client. Because setting up systems and getting your website done and figuring out your message messaging is a way of frothing so that you don't have to avoid the rejection of creating clients. And I said, you went out there and you created clients. And now, yeah, you've got to go back and fix some things, but we can fix those things. And now it's time to implement. So my Outlander watchers are going to love this analogy. If you watch or read Outlander, which is a book series and a stars uh, mini series. So in the most, not most recent, I don't know, around four, four or five In Outlander, when Jamie and Claire are now in America and they have their own land, they get this land and they go out there and they build a little tiny wood cabin. And it's quick and dirty. (laughs) They build the quick and dirty. They take action building the quick and dirty. And once they build the quick and dirty cabin, then they begin to um, plant their food harvest, their, they plant their crops, and then they start building the big house, right? And at some point, Jamie and Claire and company move out of the tiny little cabin and they turn it into the place where they store their meat to dry their meat and they move into the big house. And so many of us are trying to move into the big house without getting out there and doing the work. And so what I'm telling myself today is that I don't have to move into the big house of my book. That's not soulful. My client doesn't have to move into, she's ready. Actually, she built the cabin and she's ready to start building the big house of her business financials. But if she built the big house first, she wouldn't have any clients. And no, she wouldn't have a tax problem, but I call that a quality problem and it can be solved. (laughs) Having the problem of having too much money and owing money to the government is way easier to fix than having no money. And so um, my client is ready to begin 
now looking at systems and implementing in between her practice of creating clients. And with this new project that I'm finally working on after years and years and years and years and years of putting it off, all I have to do with my book plan is build the little cabin. I can build the little cabin. I don't have to put the pressure on myself to build the big house today. And so what is the next right step? Move, Allison. Go live with your people. Verbally process out loud. Little side note here, uh, especially you women, and maybe some of you men, I don't know, but women certainly need to process out loud. And a lot of times when I'm thinking all these thoughts, I don't get as much as when I come here and I process out loud with you. So I want you to know that even the strongest, most successful, soulful CEOs still froth. They still get in drama. They still get in avoidance and perfectionism. And what they learn how to do is simplify. Number one, recognize. Number two, simplify the next right step. And it doesn't even have to be the next right step. What's the next step? Just move forward. So let me take a sip and check in and see if there's anything else. So another soulful practice, um, slow down. I mean, how many podcasts do we have about slow down? Another soulful practice is just to slow down and listen before you finish. I don't want to say before you start. I mean, sometimes before you start. (sighs) Real-time soulful CEO business processing. Take a moment right now. So here's some questions that might be able to help you. Notice, are you an overdoer who needs to slow down? Or are you an underdoer who needs to take a step forward? Both overperforming and underperforming are forms of nervous system response and discomfort. Um, the second question to ask you is, or instruction is just to really remind you, like, it's okay to be uncomfortable. I'm, un- I'm uncomfortable working on this book stuff. It's weird. It's weird. I wish I could say, oh, hi, I'm Allison. I write every day and I'm writing my book and it's so easy and so clear. There's a reason. There's a book called The War of Art because creating art is a mindfuck. (laughs) Creating writing is a mindfuck and we still do it. It's that thing we came here to do. So the final thing I'll share with you is this concept that I'm beginning to explore around profound engagement. Uh, my book coach gave me a book, um, The Great Work of Your Life, and that phrase, profound engagement. For me, I want to add the words intentional, mindful, profound engagement. When I really hone in on those things, what is the profound engagement I want to participate in on a regular basis? Some things daily, some things just regular. And then is there anything stopping me from profound engagement? Frothing is one of them. Facebooking is another. What is holding me back? 
and not to make excuses about what's holding me back, just to be real clear. As Brene Brown says, clear is kind. It is kindness to myself. To decide that I will be in profound engagement and notice the words are not perfect engagement. (laughs) So with that, my dear friends, I want you to take the very next right step for you. I want you to take one front-facing step in your business. I want you to sit down. I want you to turn off the social media, turn off all the distractions, and do your do for 20 minutes. Whatever it is, just do your do. I love being on the B team. But you guys, the B team without the embodiment, without the imperfect action, without the wobble wobble our way forward, we never grow. And one of the ways, my coach asked me yesterday on a podcast about signing up with her mastermind. That was, that's just one way of doubling down on myself and hiring Heather to help me with my book process, um, which is not always holding my hand. Sometimes it's holding my hand, sometimes it's class, and sometimes it's me having to do my own work. If I show up to the class or I show up to my one-on-one sessions and I don't do the work behind, I'm not doubling down on myself. So I want to remind you as I close out to double down on yourself over and over and over again. Bet on yourself. Quit fucking betting on your doubts. Go put some action into the world on behalf of your desires, your dharma. Quit letting the doubt, the overwhelm, and the froth take you out of the game. Peace out, you guys. Um, I'm not selling anything today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Um, Share this podcast with a friend. Um, Meet me on Facebook or meet me on Instagram. I will see you guys next week. As always, thanks for listening. Totally appreciate you thinking about somebody who might really love this episode and you sharing it with them. Also, I always appreciate your reviews. It's like podcast currency. It's like a tip in the jar saying thanks. And finally, if you want to share on social media, a screenshot or any insights you get from listening to this episode, I will totally respond. You can share with the hashtag Better Life, Better Work show. This show is sponsored by my three rescued dogs, Leroy Brown, Clementine and Rocky Potato. They're here to remind you to consider adoption when you get your next pet. More is not better. Better is better.